0: Okay, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. You're laughing. Isn't that your gamer tag, though? It's Tony. Yeah, okay. Yeah, on Xbox. So Tony has been uh, in this church now for a good little while, right? Gosh, about a year and a half. About a year and a half. No, it's not. January last year. He's got it on his calendar. Husband, no. You look younger than when you started. It's fantastic. So Tony, uh, I won't give everything, but Tony's going to share his story today. And uh, we're going to pray over him real quick. And, and one of the reasons he's sharing his story is because if we ever stop becoming a story-sharing congregation, we have missed the point of the gospel. You have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. And if God lays it on your heart like he's laid it on Tony's heart to be able to share that level of story within this environment, come talk to me let me know. But Tony's been, so I've been working together now for the past three months, three yeah, almost three months. Three months. Yeah, um, I won't give it away but because um, Tony has got a heart to step into full-time ministry uh, later on in his life or sooner on in his life, maybe yeah. the more correct term. So Tony and I have been spending a lot of time together on some Tuesday afternoons and um, trying to... Shepherd and mentor him, and and Tony's going to share his story with us this morning. And uh, I'm so thankful he's getting ready to start this process. Lord willing, it's not the first time Tony's going to be speaking to y'all. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to pray over him. All right, sound good? Heavenly Father, just thank you for this man growing up in in faith with a story to tell. I ask that you give him strength and confidence and courage to show, share that story this morning the story that you have been weaving together for his entire life has led to this moment. Now he finds himself here being touched by a weird bald dude. But God, you knew this moment was going to happen. You knew the heart that was going to be inside this man. I pray that that heart comes out this morning and that your words flow through him, through the scripture and through the story that we would leave here again, change for, it's all for your glory. You be praised in all of this, Lord. your name we pray. Amen.
1: All right, Tony Eubanks. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to read from my paper a lot, uh, just because I don't want to miss anything. So, just letting y'all know. Uh, So, what's up, Tree Life Church? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I did read that. (laughs) It's the first three words. Uh, No, this is awesome. Uh, I never thought that I'd be up here uh, outside of playing the electric guitar. What? (laughs) Uh, But yeah. So, if you don't know who I am, I'm Tony Eubanks. uh, I play the electric guitar for the for the band, and I attempt to help out with the youth group. Uh, I'm from Louisiana, uh, but thankfully the Air Force has sent me to the great state of Florida. Uh, got very lucky with that, so it's an awesome trade. <laughs> uh, so before we dive in, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, we thank you for bringing us here today. We thank you for sending your Son to die for our sins, so that we may have uh, a way to live eternally. Um, God, we ask that you be with us today and help awaken uh, the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Be with me as I share my story and work through me to help glorify Your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, uh, anybody here um, know of an evil dog? All right. What about an evil cat? Okay. I knew there would be more hands. I was hoping there would be more hands. <laughs> so, um, I met a couple nice cats, but uh, I'm going to tell you about this one mean cat named Jack. Uh, so, I was staying at his friend's house, and uh, we got up early because we were going fishing, and it was really dark, uh, and uh, after we after we packed and everything we were ready to go, I was trying to make my way to the door. Uh, the lights were on. All my friends turned off the lights. And, jerks. Uh, so, uh, as I was walking through the house, um, I was trying to avoid stubbing my toe or uh, trying to not run into a wall, but uh, I didn't think to look out for Jack. So uh, as I passed by the couch, um, I just hear a meow, and it scratched me on my arm, and I, was, I just freaked out and just ran to the door. Eventually, I uh, turned on the light and was able to get everything good to go. Um, so I'd say that story uh, because in the same way we often find ourselves in darkness, uh, not knowing um, when we're going to stub our toe or if we're going to stub our toe uh, or get scratched by a cat. Um, but luckily, we have a, a wonderful, wonderful father who has a marvelous light who can help us uh, through these obstacles. So this brings us to our scripture, uh, which is going to be First Peter, second uh, chapter, verse 9. Um, it says, once I find it, Right. There it is. Okay. Um so it says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light." So, I'm going to start today uh by sharing uh the darkness that God called me out of and what his marvelous light has done for me. So, since we're gonna start there, I gotta start at the beginning, which is before Christ. Uh, so I have a pretty big family. I have three brothers and five sisters. Uh, but I really only grew up with one brother and two sisters because my dad's really old and he has a bunch of kids. And uh, sorry, Dad. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, growing up, my my parents had a lot of issues. Um, we weren't we weren't uh, very rich. Uh, but we definitely weren't, I mean, we weren't poor either. We were able to get by. But uh, uh, the, the fights and the, the issues and uh, the alcohol eventually led to my parents' divorce. And I was around nine years old, so I was really confused <laughs> uh, at the whole situation. Um, this divorce tore my dad apart. Uh, back then, I really couldn't understand it. But um, the older I got, the, the more I could grasp my mom got remarried, um, and I would eventually end up living with her. Um, so, it's in the setting. I'm, I'm living with my stepdad and my mom, and uh, my dad would come and visit. Uh, and then, just one day, he was just financially and emotionally not stable. And uh, we were living in uh, Bossier City. I don't know if y'all know where that is. It's like Shreveport. Um, so... Uh, we were living in Bossier City, and uh, that's when my dad decided he, a, he needed to leave. So I remember him coming over and letting us know that he had to leave. And uh, he said he didn't know when he'd be back. And uh, I love my dad a lot. Uh, that man, he, just, he always, throughout my life, he, he would always spend his last dollar to make sure his kids uh, were taken care of. Uh, so he was the male figure I, li- I looked up to. Um, I remember that day very vividly. I was—I uh, wrapped my arms around him. I was like a little monkey hanging on his shoulders. Uh, wherever he went, I went. And I wasn't going to let him go. Uh, and I didn't let him go until a, uh, I absolutely had to. So after he left, uh, I didn't see him again for about three years. Um, so... Uh, about three years later, uh, my dad comes back in the, the, the scene. And obviously, I don't know if you guys have divorced parents. Most of you probably do. Uh, but there was a lot of issues between my dad and my stepdad. <laughs> uh, they always, you know, they never saw eye to eye. Um, but eventually, uh, we were able to see him again. Um, So, like I said, he moved back up to Louisiana, and I noticed that my dad was a little bit different this time. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen a man so okay with a crappy situation that he was living in, because that man, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so, um, let's see. Uh, So, when my dad moved uh, back up to Louisiana, he didn't really have a stable job. He was working job to job. Uh, you know, paint or like a handyman or fixing something. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, so he was also living place to place. Uh, I don't really remember a time where he actually had his own place. Uh, Anytime we would go visit him, uh, he would be living with a friend or a family member or in a homeless shelter. Um, So we were able to visit him and, you know, uh, and now that I looked back at it, I asked my mom the other day, I was like, Mom, like, you really let us visit this man <laughs> in the homeless shelter? Like, what? <laughs> you know? Uh, so anyways, during the visitations, uh, we, we definitely make the best of it. Uh, sometimes we would just hang out with the, the family or the friends my dad was uh, living with, or um, a lot of times there was, like, a motel that we would stay at. Um, so uh, sometimes we got lucky and a motel had a swimming pool. That would be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so um, my dad didn't really have much money. But like I said, he, he always did what it took to take care of us when we were with him. Um, actually, uh, remember one time, uh, most of the time when we, when we ate food, uh, it was like you know sandwiches or uh, peanut butter jelly sandwiches or ham and cheese sandwiches. And there was this one time we got really creative and made macaroni in a coffee pot. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, it wasn't the best macaroni, but it did the the job. Um, So one thing my dad was able to do uh, when we went to go visit him was uh, go to this thing called church. And around this time, I'm about 12, 13 years old. Uh, So I didn't know what it was, but I always enjoyed it because any time that I got to see my dad, uh, I just was like, heck yeah, like, you know, like, whatever you want to do, you want to go get some football cards, let's go get some football cards, you want to walk around town, whatever, you know. Uh, so going to church was, was pretty fun because um, they had good music there. There was a church called, uh, what was it, It's like Vineyard Community Church, yeah, Vineyard Community Church, it's in Menden. Um, I don't know if it's still there now, but anyways. Uh, so after some weekends of visiting with my dad, um, I heard, you know, people talk about being saved, and uh, I asked my dad. I was like, "Dad, are you saved?" And he said, "Well, yes, son, I am." And I was like, "Well, if you're saved, I'm saved too," because <laughs> uh, I want I to be just like my dad. And my dad was like, "Hold on, son. You know, it doesn't doesn't really work that way." <laughs> so he he told me what it's uh what it, what it takes to be saved. Um, and then as a as a church, we collectively went to the theater. And we watched uh, Passion of the Christ. Um, and then after that movie, uh, uh, the, um, the greatest thing ever happened to me that night. Um, me and my dad, we, we crossed the street. And uh, I decided to give my life over to God. Um, the best decision I ever made in my life. I look back, and there's a lot of, a lot of great times, but that's, that's the one that, that's the most important to me. Um, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to get emotional there. My mom told me I was emotional when I was a kid. It's, I guess it's still the same. <laughs> uh, so I would continue to go to church with my dad, and uh, I learned more and more about God and uh, went on some youth trips. They're Pretty great, guys. Uh, and then uh, I played guitar in the church for the first time. It was uh, the song I Can Only Imagine. Um, it's a pretty popular song. Uh, so we played that song, and afterwards, the church, they, uh, they gave me an acoustic guitar, and they say, uh, that well, they said, uh, we'll give you this acoustic guitar as long as you promise one thing, and that is that you continue playing for God. And so I did. I still do. (laughs) Um, So shortly after this, I decided that uh, I wanted to live with my dad because I hadn't really uh, lived with my dad much growing up. Um, So my dad, you know, knowing what was about to happen between my dad, my mom, my stepdad, and all the the drama that was about to start because of this, uh, he was like, are you sure? (laughs) And I was at the age of like 16. And, uh, no, 15. Um, and uh, so me and him started on the process to uh, live with my dad. And I remember that just broke my mom's heart. Because, uh, you know, my mom was taking care of me. And she's a, she's a wonderful woman. And I didn't want it to come across the way of like, mom, I hate you, you know. <laughs> uh, it was just I wanted to live with my dad. I wanted to get that experience because I didn't really get that. Uh, growing up too much. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I remember feeling bad about the decision, but it's something that I needed to do. Uh, so my dad at that time was living with Aunt Betty. Uh, she's my great Aunt Betty. I call her Aunt Betty, uh, who is by far the greatest woman in my life. Um, this woman is uh, Oh, yeah, she's so nice. (laughs) Uh, So she she really taught me how to be kind. Um, So she was legally blind, and she was a very elderly woman. Um, I love you, Aunt Betty. Uh, Every time we would go to the grocery store, she would always, like, wrap her arm around mine so that I would walk her, uh, make sure, like, she would step when there's a step, and uh, I would always read the little... um, what are those things called? The expiration dates on stuff. She made me read all of them. She was like, "She was like, Tony, what's the what's the date on those eggs?" <laughs> i would be, i Betty. It's good. They're only good. they're good for another three weeks. We'll eat them." <laughs> um, and like whenever we would check out, like I would put my thumb on the check. Yeah, she wrote. Well, I wrote the check. Uh, and then I would put my thumb there so she could sign it. So she, she really like. Had a big impact on me becoming, uh, I guess, a kind person because I was like, "Man, like, this is this is how you treat a woman, <laughs> you know?" Um, so uh, uh, usually on church Sunday, she wouldn't go with us just because she was, uh, you know, legally blind, didn't want the hassle, um, and she would stay home and watch TV, church services. Uh, side note. Uh, my Aunt Betty is legally blind, like I said, so she would never watch the TV, but she would listen. <laughs> uh, there was actually many times where we'd be watching a movie or, or a TV show, and uh, you know I'm sitting there enjoying the scene, and then uh, I was like, Aunt Betty. She was like, yeah? I was like, do you know what's going on? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Every single time, so I would explain it to her, it was, she's, she's so nice. I love you, Betty. Betty. Uh, so, I was a I was a very nice Christian kid, and then uh, I decided to do something that was what I call the downfall of uh, or the start of the downfall of my walk with God. Um, anybody guess what that would be? I decided to date. Yep. Uh, so I dated this girl, uh, and it was my first time in a serious relationship. And she wasn't Christian. I didn't think to look into seeing what she believed. Um, I was young, young, and dumb, and broke. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I dated this girl. She wasn't Christian. Uh, her family wasn't either. She was a crazy country girl. Um, yeah. Uh, And so uh, I decided uh, to become intimate with her, uh, which was a a big mistake. Uh, But I learned from it. Uh, So this started to cloud my judgment uh, throughout the next decisions. Uh, So I had developed this great idea. I was like, you know, I'm Christian, but uh, what can I do to get her to become a Christian? And instead of doing... The thing I should have done, which was like leader, I was like, "What if I, what if I took several steps back in my walk of God, and get to where she's at, and then I can become resaved?" <laughs> and looking back, I was like, Duh, "Tony." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I decided to do that. Um, so I I started to put God on the back burner. Um, I graduated high school. Uh, in in two thousand and eleven uh, and I went to college, and um, I started to attend church less and less uh, and every single like Sunday that I came along, uh, every decision I made, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit just like tell me, "Hey dude, like come on like let 's go you 're supposed to be on this walk, but uh, I just you know shove it aside and ignore it um, so I never had a sip of alcohol before, uh, because I was literally terrified. Me and my brothers, uh, or me and my brother, uh, was terrified of what it could do. Because we've heard stories about my dad, uh, and we've actually seen some some things from my dad. Uh, uh, do make some make some pretty big mistakes uh, under the influence, and so I never never was like. I'm never going to touch that, you know, growing up. And then, of course, I was dating that girl, and uh, she was drinking, and I was like, I'll try it. You know, you know, one drink couldn't hurt. So I started drinking at the age of 20. So I wasn't, it wasn't legal yet. Uh, and this started to, like, things just kind of stacked one on top of the other, and I just started to never go to church. Um, I, was, I did never read my Bible, uh, I, I, I knew God was real. Uh, I knew he was there, but I just wasn't listening to him. Um, I was partying every weekend in college. We had the the party house, uh, you know, the, yeah, um, every weekend. And uh, then me and the girl, we actually uh, ended up breaking up. Um, and then that led into me starting to smoke pot. Uh, so I would... Uh, So I was drinking and smoking at that time. Um, And then you'll never guess what happened. I met another lady. (laughs) (laughs) So this girl, she was Catholic um, and went to Mass every Sunday. Uh, And it was really, really important to her. And so I ended up going to Mass with her because, uh, and if you don't know, Mass is like Saying I'm going to Mass is saying like I'm going to church on Sunday. So, um, so yeah, I ended up going to Mass with her because I wanted to spend time with her. Uh, I still believed in God and Jesus, and I was like, you know what? You know, they believe in the same thing, so I'll just go with them. So I started going to Mass with her. I started to learn about the uh, Catholic way. Um, and throughout the times I went there, I felt God tugging me, and it got stronger and stronger. Um, but I, I just ignored him. I was like, No, God, like I got it. Like, just you know, um, I was I was also at this point where I had this. I don't know what goes through my head sometimes, like where these things come from. But I was I was filled with this thought that like I don't want to burden God with my problems. Like He already has so many people to worry about. Like He doesn't need me. Like going to pray for him, pray to him and ask for all these things. Like, this, you know, you know I don't want to burden God. Um, so I uh, went to college, you know, three years in college. I didn't really have much to show for it because uh, I kept switching my major. Um, I, I started off in architecture, then I was undecided, and then I was uh, a biology major because I was watching Grey's Anatomy at the time, and I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> um yeah, so, yeah, full. Uh, and then construction engineering and uh, secondary education and mathematics. So, I, like, I just, I like to do all these things. I was like, oh, that class was fun. Let me go major in that. Oh, this class was fun. Let me go major in that. Um, so three years later, I was, uh, I went to my advisor, and they were like, yeah, you got about three and a half more years left. And I already, I already had three years of loans, so um, what does every uh, college dropout do? Join the military. <laughs> um so uh, the, the lady I met, she was, uh, she was cool with it. We, we talked about it, um, and joining the military has been a very, very eye-opening experience. It has definitely made me mature, way more than I thought I was. Um, teach you how to fold a shirt and roll a shirt and organization, and yeah. Uh, so about three or four months in the military, uh, you know, after basic training, um, and into tech school, uh, I was like, man, this girl is awesome. Like, she sent me, she sent me like 20 pictures a day, like, so many letters. And so uh, I was like, man, this girl will be good to go. So uh, I decided to put a ring on it. So, <laughs> uh, so we got engaged, and we started making wedding plans. Um, so she stayed in Louisiana whenever I came to Florida uh, because uh, she was. Doing her master's degree program, and if she were to switch schools, it would set her back. Um, So um, made the uh, let's see, yeah. So everything was going great, uh, and I made the budget to ensure that we could have enough money for a great wedding. Because if I'm going to have a wedding, you know, it's it's going to be good. Uh, If her parents can't pay for it, then fine, I'll pay for it, whatever. Uh, So I was actually in the process of becoming Catholic, um, and I was visiting home to see her when I could. Uh, and then God works in mysterious ways. I'm sure y'all have heard that. Uh, So uh, my supervisor at work approached me, and he was like, hey, uh, there's a deployment tasking, and uh, that there was only two eligible people to go. And uh, so the other person, she was in college, uh, and she was married, and uh, so she had a lot on her plate already, and if she were to deploy... uh, then it would it would it would be really tough for her, uh, and actually it worked out because uh, she um, when she got back her husband would have left, so that would have been like an entire year without seeing each other, because um, they're they're joint spouse. Uh, anyways, so uh, I told him, yeah, I'll go, um, and then I got home and I asked myself, I was like, what did you do? Because <laughs> when I joined, I, I did not want to to deploy because I was you know, I was terrified of it. I was like, man, like, no family, no, no nothing." And um, I was just, I, I was scared. So whenever I said yes and I got home and thought about it, I was like, what's going on, dude?" Uh, that was definitely God speaking to me. That was the Holy Spirit. Um, so I deployed for about seven months, uh, and I had, a, I had a, actually a really good time. Um, and I became involved with the church at the air base there. Uh, and I and I play for the non-denominational service, and it was rough when we first got there because uh, as you as you get into a deployment setting, um, you have people coming in, and then you have people leaving, and so there's a lot of switchover and stuff. And so the first Sunday that I volunteered, uh, it was me and a bassist, and we had no singer or drummer or piano player or anything. Um, so we actually had to ask the crowd for a singer, and luckily one of them stepped. Uh, She was a a, a senior NCO, which is like a a supervisor of a supervisor of a supervisor level, kind of. Uh, Yeah, so, um, but by the end of it, we actually ended up uh, with a full band, kind of like what we have here. Um, uh, And so when I came back, um, uh, you know, things just weren't the same anymore. And it wasn't because, like, I experienced anything traumatizing or warlike or, you know, anything like that. To be honest, like, the country I was in was probably safer than America. Um, so I, it wasn't like I was really, um, like, concerned. Uh, like, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't traumatized or anything. Um, I w- it was different because God had started to work on my heart, and I didn't realize it. Um... So I visited home, and I was able to see my fiance. I was able to see my family, my friends. You know, they had a huge, you know, welcome back party, and uh, my sister's brother, uh, my sister's brother is me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, bro- my brother-in-law, uh, who is uh, with my sister, uh, he always grills for me whenever I go back, and man, uh, makes me hungry just thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, I uh, went home and visited everybody, and I had to get back to work. Uh, so, I came back to Florida. And then, around Christmas time, this is uh, in 2016, around Christmas time, uh, my fiance let me know that there were some concerns um, that she had. And so, uh, I dropped everything and I left. Uh, I told my flight chief, I was like, hey, I, I got to go. Yeah. So, I flew home, and things uh, actually ended up not working out between me and that girl. Uh, we we canceled the wedding plans and she gave me back the ring. Uh, so in that moment, uh, I was like, "Why, God? Like, every single time, like I decide to date somebody, like this happens, and I just I didn't understand why. Uh, Cause all I wanted to do was just be better than my parents. Um, so that was like financially being successful. Uh, you know, career, being a better parent, so as I became an adult, I was just, I was trying to get married and have some kids, and so my parents, like, look at my kids, they're great, you know, Uh, so I was able, I was able to, uh, you know, be better financially and in my career, um, which might be changing soon, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so After the breakup, I went to my brother's church, uh, and it's called Life Church, Louisiana, or Life Church, L.A. Um, So I went to the service, and when I got back uh, to Florida, I knew one thing was for sure. I was not going to go back to Catholic masses Um, uh, because I felt God uh, pulling me away uh, for a bigger purpose, and uh, I didn't know why, but uh, I knew that I I did not belong there. Um, so when I got back, I Googled Life Church, and, uh, True Life Church popped up. And so, uh, I found this gym. Uh, I attended, I attended here my very first time in January of last year, like I said earlier. Um, and I fell in love with it. And, uh, the, the first Sunday, uh, I waited till the service was over, and I, I came down, and I talked to Josh. Um, and we, we, we ended up meeting up later, and I found out that me and Josh have some very similar uh, stories about uh, heartbreak. Um, so after that, I eventually joined the worship team, and um, you know, God's been growing with me ever since. Um, and this 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 church has been uh, very, very good to me. Um, I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. Uh, The the youth, y'all are great. The worship band, um, Josh, you're you're an amazing uh, mentor. Um, So, I'm really, really excited what God has for me. Um, I have absolutely no idea what tomorrow looks like. Um, But throughout my life, I've experienced time and time again where God has... uh, been with me through situations every single time. Um, he's always wrapping his arms around me, saying, I got you. Uh, whether it be, you know, the divorce or issues with my brothers and sisters or you name it, like, God's always there for me. So that has strengthened my faith. Um, and I'm, I'm here today to tell y'all that. Uh, if you, if you haven't had an experience with faith, I mean, throughout my entire life, uh, I have always looked at people's situations and see where they failed, and always say, "I'm not going to do that," you know. Uh, I, became an, I, <laughs> I actually became an, an uncle at the age of one. Um, and uh, some, of my, some of my sisters actually ended up having kids at the age of 16 or 17, and so I was like, "nope." Not going to do that. <laughs> uh, so anyways, just throughout my entire life, I've always just uh, done that. So, um, you know, in the same way, uh, God is always there for me. And um, he's always there for you whether, you, whether you know it or not. God has brought me out of the darkness every single time that I've went in. Um, and each of us have a darkness uh, that God brings you out of. Um, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. Um, you know, he's, he's there with the light. And it's funny. I was thinking about this last night. We, we had the youth lock-in. So if I'm, ta- I'm, I'm looking tired, that's probably why. Um, we, we play this game called Assassin. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it's where we, we turn off the lights and we run around and we try to... Uh, <laughs> All right, look, this is a, uh, a, a great time. So <laughs> it's, just a game. it's just a game. So we run around. There's, like, some killers in the group, and then they have to, like, try to kill everybody while the lights are off. And then once you run into somebody, you say bodies, they turn on the lights, and then you keep going and going until either the assassins are uh, taken out or the, the people are left. So anyways... <laughs> Back to the story. So I was sitting there because I get killed on the first round every time. I don't know how. They always come after me no matter you what. Know when you're the killer you weren't dead. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm a terrible liar, so I always lose at that, that game. Um, so, anyways, I was sitting there and I was thinking like, we covered up each of these like little corners. We tried to cover up the exit sign. We covered up the the little uh, camera thing. Like, we, we, we covered up the speakers. Like, we, we, we were trying to get rid of every light. And I was sitting there like, there's still light getting in. <laughs> and uh, in the same way, like, if you're in darkness, like, God's light's trying to get in. I mean, you just got to tear those things down and let it in. Um, he, his, his light will always be with you uh, if you let him in. Running around in the darkness might be fun, uh and it's it, 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 but it can be scary uh at some point you're gonna you're gonna stub your toe and it's gonna hurt real bad um or you're gonna get scratched yeah <laughs> or or you'll get scratched by a cat um and it's not gonna feel nice uh so if you're here today and you don't know um if you don't know what god's lights. It's like, uh, I encourage you to ask somebody about it. You can ask me. You can ask probably anybody here. Um, so uh, that's my story this far. And um, I do want to be uh, become a pastor. Uh, I don't know uh, exactly how everything's going to happen, but I know that God is, uh, is definitely working in my life because when when you get closer to God, uh, the more close you get to God, the more the Holy Spirit has a handle on you. And uh, you'll go through situations and you're like, man, I don't know if that's right. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, it's not right. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> so um, I just encourage you to, to get closer and closer to God um, each day. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. Dear loving and heavenly Father, thank you so much for the things you've done in my life. Thank you for bringing us all here today. Thank you for being so loving that you sent your only son to pay the way for us to get to heaven. Lord, I know that there's absolutely no way I'd be in this situation without you here. Father, I pray that you awaken our hearts and help us to realize that you provide a marvelous light for whatever situation we're going through, big or small. I pray that you be with us